everybody. Welcome to our fancy episode of the podcast. <laughs> We're here to talk about drinking Star Trek wine because Wines That Rock was kind enough to reach out to us. Spencer Brewer from Wines That Rock reached out on Facebook and asked if we would want to review some of the uh, the Star Trek-themed wine that they've got going for the new Picard series. So we have a special guest. Clay is here as always. Clay, how are you? I'm good. Uh, I felt like we finally made it because we've gotten free stuff and asked to review it. And uh, I'm just going to say right now, it's great. I haven't tried it yet, but you know, <laughs> if this influences anybody in the future to send us stuff, it's great. There is a tremendous amount of strings attached to this, but uh, the wine is fantastic as always. <laughs> All right, uh, so we uh, no, we actually had no strings attached. We'll see how it goes. We'll get, try to give our uh, most honest opinion, although we'll get into why sometimes maybe our opinions here won't line up. But to Get an expert opinion. We have Sean. Sean, how are you? Uh, good. Um, I'm glad that my friendship with you finally paid off, and yeah. I finally get to have uh, some special movie movie wine. <laughs> I'm glad I can return the favor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this, we should we should uh, mention that this is actually the first. We are all here in person. This is the first time Sean and Wes have ever met. So it was like yeah. you know you know those videos online where like the lion comes running down and you don't know what's going to happen and they like hug. That's what it was like. It was like one of those zoo lion videos. Oh. The, the, Who gets to be the lion? Who's the lemur? That's yeah. That's <laughs> or, uh, the warthog and what the hell's the other guy and uh, the lion? King. It was like the end of Die Hard when when uh, John McClane finally meets uh, Al. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, the bromance. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'm glad to be back with you guys. I used to do more podcasts um, with you, but I just got swamped with work and writing and drawing Batman. So uh, I am not an expert in wine. I. I'm going to sound like I am, but really not. I did a lot of my research last night. I can't wait to hear the, the actual es- experts <laughs> when, in when wine. When the YouTube wine community yeah. shows up and is like, I don't know what the fuck was going on in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, give us, a, uh, give us a breakdown, what you learned, what you think about these things, and what we're doing. So we're going to start with the special reserve, which mm-hmm. is what they call I'll put a picture up on the YouTube video. It's the more yep. uh, angular bottle. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is the sci-fi bottle. Um, so um, Picard is from a, a town in France called La Bar which is on the east side of France. The wine that we have here is from the west side of France. It's from Chateau Picard. It's an actual chateau. I think that people have been showing up at Chateau Picard, Trekkies all over the world, for mm-hmm. decades now, bothering these this poor family who probably has never seen Star Trek in their life. And you know, people are asking, like, where would the fight have taken place? But John Picard and his brother, or where did this happen? Where do you think his, you know, his brother's buried or whatever? You know, Where's the house? <laughs> yeah, where's the <laughs> house? <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, one of these is from that region. Um, it's a $60 bottle online. You can get it. If you buy a case, you can probably get it shipped to you. Uh, Bordeaux for people that don't know anything about wine, it's usually like a deeper red, uh, sort of darker, fruitier type of wine. It's not a light wine. It's not too sweet either. Um, most restaurants carry a Bordeaux, uh, a Bordeaux. Um, and the second bottle is like the, uh, special reserve, which is this, the, um, sort of special uh sci-fi shapely one that says uh say here old vin zinfidel this is from sonoma county um this is a pinot noir i think and it's um i would imagine that the company works with this vineyard gets wine and slaps labels on it does custom bottles like we mentioned before that uh they they did one for motorhead and um i have yes i have a motorhead wine bottle up on my shelf (laughs) and motorhead fans are very are very much known for their taste i think so yeah (laughs) I, I couldn't get my hand on the white snake wine, but that also does exist. Oh, really? Yes. Is it a white wine? It better be. It's actually, I don't think it is. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah. That's anyway. That's... <laughs> so uh, we have those two. Um, I tried to take the uh, 
metal off the top without destroying it because I feel like this bottle is going to be worth something. Yeah, it did a good job. It's yeah. clean. There's a, there'll be a video probably on my Twitter feed. Yep. I don't think it'll make it to YouTube, but you guys can check out Sean actually opening the bottle. Did a good job. Thanks. Didn't destroy the cork. I'm going to pour it now so it has a chance to open up. And what, uh, what are the two? You brought some wines with you as yeah. well, right? So I brought, because um, Picard was not from the west coast of, Cal- of uh, France, I bought wine from his region. Um, let me just finish pouring these so I don't fuck up my facts here and neither of them are red wine interestingly you yeah. have like the the rosé right. i think and then you have just the other uh, white one Thank so you. labar is um between he played two wine jordy regions. sorry he played jordy <laughs> that's who that is <laughs> yeah labar burton uh man um so picard is from wine uh, facts he's from a region called jora and another region called i pronounce it right uh a-l-s-a-c-e yeah, Alsace. Alsace. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, Alsace is probably closer to Labar, but it's so close to Germany that this is actually more of a German wine, and it's mostly red wine from this region. Really? I'm oh. not a big fan of German wine. Um, some people are. I think it's terrible, but we can try this later. Yeah. So <laughs> this is probably, as far as I know, uh, Picard's family specialized in red wine, but I don't know why I think that. Do you guys have any idea? I think that's because what most people think wine is is just red <laughs> well, it matches yeah. the uniform that's the only reason he yeah. went into starfleet because he loved the color right i don't think you ever no they pro- i think they they do pour wine in yes. the family episode and it's red i think so. and he shares it when uh, the, the first contact episode where picard is meeting this president of this new planet he shares a bottle of his family's wine i think it's red it's red yeah Red shows better on camera. Yeah, definitely. But that would be incorrect because if Picard was from this region, they mostly do whites. Interesting. interesting. So that second choice, the other region is called Jura, J-U-R-A, and I was only able to find a rosé. They do make red wine. They do uh, French Pinot Noirs there. So if I had a French Pinot Noir from Jura, that would be more appropriate, but it's really hard to come by. So uh, we don't, we're not just going to. You're not just going to listen to us drink wine, as, as exciting as that <laughs> would be. That's all I'm going to do. Uh, we figured we would also kind of shoot the shit about uh, the Picard show, yep. which is why we're here also, because I don't think we've... I know, you're Sean, you've been looking forward to it quite a bit. I had a and, pitch uh, to IDW that got uh, rejected because I think it's too close yeah. to the show, and I had no idea what the show was about. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, we'd be we'd love to hear what your thoughts about what you're do we have looking a, forward to. Sure. Yeah. Guys, here's a congratulations to your podcast. Thank you. I mean, when uh, CBS contacted you, I I'm far away, but I'll try. Uh, yeah, yeah. So now you swirl, swirl it, swirl, smell it. Yeah. And I would just like to let everybody know that this is not a taster of wine. We've been poured. <laughs> We've each been poured a full <laughs> glass of wine. Oh, is it? Oh shit! You're right. Sorry, I have a heavy hand. Well, I'll go easy on the uh, the next one. The wife and kids have to be picked up from the museum. So the rule is, you, anytime you take taste a new alcoholic beverage, you do three sips. First sip gets whatever the hell is in your mouth out of your mouth. Second sip is you're tasting the liquid for the first time, really. Mm. Third sip, you confirm what you thought you tasted in the second yeah. sip. So it, in beer, whatever you guys drink, three sips always. If you really want to know what you think about something, try it three times. All right, do you want my uninformed opinion about this wine? And then you can correct I me. I see you only took two sips so far. Take the third here. <laughs> like pips on a uniform. Um, this is the Pinot, right? That is not a Pinot Noir. It is a mix of... um blend of something. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, it is a Pinot. Yeah, and the, the other one's the Bordeaux. Up. So 
Uh, I don't drink a lot of Pinot. I don't drink a lot of wine. This is, I would give, I would say this is good. I'm surprised by how light and flavor it is mm-hmm, at the mm-hmm. front. And then it kind of hits you after that, but yeah, it's not, it's not sweet. It's, I wouldn't really call it fruity, yeah. but it's very subtle, I guess would be the way I would describe it. Smooth. I think I would call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's not a lot of, there's not a huge bite to it. Yeah. Um, but I, the only thing that I know about wine is that uh, the only thing I really know that I like is a Shiraz. Okay. And which is usually a, you know, a nice darker red. Yeah. The, with a little bit of bite to it. A little kind of spicy. Because I know you like darker beers and you can do scotches and whiskeys. I'm not surprised that you like darker wines. Yeah. yeah. And this this is definitely something that I would I would drink this. Yeah. Yeah, I would order this. Yeah. It it doesn't it is very middle of the road. Which feels like that's probably by design. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Everyone likes, most people like Pinot Noir. If anybody's seen the movie uh, Sideways, that's the one that Paul Giamatti is all into. Because it's yeah. such a delicate grape. And at night, the cold air from the ocean, blah, blah, blah. That's Pinot Noir. It thematically fits with uh, a yeah. love story about finding your way in, right. in the world. <laughs> like uh, any noobs to wine, you could probably drink a Pinot Noir and be happy. I think this is really good, actually. Um, the best Pinot Noirs in this country actually come from Oregon. Hmm. So Northern California is, is good. It's fine. I mean, they have contracts to deal with. And, you know, this company that has, you know, thousands of bottles all at once, like they probably get what they, you know, try to get what they can. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, for a stunt wine, this is really fucking good. What do you, uh, what would you say you dislike about wine? I'm trying to think about, like, what when I get a <laughs> glass of wine that I don't really like, um... I'm going to have a hard time picturing what I wouldn't like out of it now, but you yeah. probably have a better idea. I think a cheap uh, alcohol Bernie flavor is usually the sign of a bad wine. Yeah. If it just, if it's mostly it's in the burning nose. you, yeah. yeah. That's, that's maybe not, that's not what I like anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I, can, um, I tend to not like the sweeter wines, which the whites, in my opinion, tend to go yeah. that way. Yeah. Um, I like, agree. Uh, my mother-in-law and mother drink white wine. Yeah. Usually they tend to prefer like. Women yeah. seem to tend to prefer whites. Whoa. I was gonna Whoa. bring that I was gonna bring that up too actually. Whoa. Is, is that like is that, Come on. Is that like we, scientifically we backed up or we is haven't that even fact? finished one glass of wine and what's already <laughs> women only drink white wine. And another thing. Well so my mother in law. The wine from Jura is a, a rose and Rosea Rose gets a really bad name because we all have moms who used to drink boxed yeah. rose out of the fridge in the eighties. Yeah. It is a and, fairly cliche wine. Right. Yes. And if yeah. you went to college, yeah. a box of wine right. yeah, is a is a right. big I've been told that Rose gets a bad rap. I think Rose still sucks, maybe mm. because I don't <laughs> get along with my mom. <laughs> it's just, it's just, is, now is is Rose is Rose not white? And red wine mixed together? Is that how they do it? Um, there is actually, Someone told me that once, and it's very it, possible that's it a lie. It could be that, or I think um, they mix... Yeah, some of it's like a mix. A, like Sometimes a blend, they, whiskey blend, sort of. That, yeah, it's definitely a blend. Because um, they're usually light. It must, be, it must be much... If they do blend it like that, it must be much more red wine than yeah. a white wine to get that kind of color out of it. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I know even with red wine, if they remove the... Um, skin off the grapes it looks like white wine so the red and red wine yeah. comes from the skin itself no kidding so it could be misleading i so don't know who actually i was does told that, once that if you're sipping wine mm-hmm. you want to do this with it chew gum first yes yeah you want to breathe That's through your real? teeth okay. yeah you want to aerate the wine like any bad wine you can put in a blender and spin it out and just aerate it and it's going to taste a lot better really it's a little bit uncouth but you can do that that's 
fairly trashy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even, and what you just did is fine. I mean, at tastings, you'll spit it out into a bucket. It gets right. pretty gross, you know. But if yeah. you're at a restaurant, you might not want to do that. Yeah. Well, at least not when anyone's watching. Yeah, I'd give this um I like this one. Yeah. I'm I'm actually kind of surprised a little bit. It's better than I was going to uh, than I was expecting yeah. when it came to me. I was honestly, I was going into this thinking they must have gotten like bottom of the barrel. No. Uh, this is the stuff that didn't sell. Two years ago, so let's sell it to this CVS stick, deal. Stick, stick your tongue out. My teeth. Okay, you. Sh- I've my also teeth been. Yeah, uh, not really. My teeth are going to get real purple. I've also been, I've also been told that the darker your tongue turns, the le- less quality the wine is. So, like oh, low quality yeah. wine st- stains your tongue. But yeah. I, that could be that could be a lie. I, I find know. that to be real. Gen- like um, my teeth are going to get real purple, like distractingly purple after this. And it must <laughs> right. just be genetics. I can't imagine it because it, it, it happens with right. Trader Joe's two buck chalk, and it happens with yeah uh, Picard wine. Mm. <laughs> so if you want to be if you want to impress your date, what you do is you tip your glass sideways and then tip it back up, and you'll see the wine on the side of the glass start dripping. Yeah, they call cling, those drips to the side, sort of. Yeah, they call those drips legs. So if a wine has really um, long legs. It means it's a thicker, syrupy wine that'll do that. If it's a really watered down, watery wine, and some wines are designed to do that, you won't see many legs. Mm-hmm. That'll blow your date away. <laughs> Guarantee you blowjobs. I don't. <laughs> of course, she'll be drinking white wine. <laughs> and you didn't bother to ask what her job is because she works at a winery. Two bottles of rosé later. <laughs> yeah. So I see this is not really clinging although maybe it's all relative and i don't know it says it's hard with these with these amazing glasses that clay has provided us <laughs> hey can they're, i say real wine glasses what do you the, want the dustiest wine bottle over i ever rinsed seen. it out <laughs> the dust is from east uh, africa yes. that we brought here yeah. to from the, the dust right. is from the correct region so, so i should have poured you a little bit less do you want to um no we'll we'll, we'll freshen yeah we'll freshen up i'll probably that's probably as much as i'll drink of that one especially if you're going to taste yeah. the rest of them we'll um, do um do you want to pour these into the same glass and just hit it later? Yeah, that's fine. All right. With me. Which is something you should not do, but we're just going to do it here. So I'll take the rest of it. We don't, none of us is. He's got that. Johnny's going to mix yet. everything together. And um, this, <laughs> now we have a humongous glass of wine. And uh, yeah, I, and I think that's... I think what just happened is Sean just took our wine. <laughs> Yeah, you guys don't want to finish that, right? I'll just put it in my glass. It's a little, it's a little roadie for the road. I put this in a Ziploc bag and kind of me. Well, I, can, I guess I can go through that story. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Spencer just reached out on Facebook and said if we wanted to review these wines, and it's much appreciated. I guess it means that the podcast is kind of going places. So we have at least one person who's dedicatedly bringing up the fact that there is a Star Trek podcast that can do yeah, this. Yeah, I, I, I hope it wasn't just one person spamming their inbox telling uh, telling them to send us stuff. Listener Kyle, I and know if it's it, you. And if it was one person spamming their inbox telling them to send us stuff, it was not me. <laughs> we, so we, we've got these things. They came uh, via the mailman, and the mailman gave me a sort of weird warning when he delivered it. He said, this box is pretty banged up. I don't know what, what, how well the thing, the thing is inside. But it wasn't red colored, so I figured it was fine, and it turned out to be totally fine. So now we're moving on to the uh, Chateau Picard story here, which is the Bordeaux from, this is Eastern France, right? The, did we get that right? Is, this is the, his, his, his Chateau is from East France. Yep, that's correct. And he's from, in the story, in the, the Star Trek universe, he's from Western. Yeah. Yeah, France. If France is a giant square, then Picard is almost in Germany on the, the east side of the country, and Bordeaux is on the Atlantic. 
Um, this wine is, uh, I think, 85%. Um, it doesn't say on the bottle. I looked it up earlier. And 10% Merlot, but it's 80%, 85% something else. This is the stuff that they sell all the time. So you can get, they won't have this exact label on it with the Picard quote on the back of it. Um, but anybody can buy this online for, I think, about 60 bucks. If you guys aren't, um, if you're just listening and you're not looking at the video, it is the label that's on the trailer, I think, when he's boxing the wine is what they've stuck onto oh, it. So, yeah, it's it's the uh, it's the, um, the canon version mm-hmm. of the wine. So now we're, we're sipping this for a third time. This here. one this one has a much stronger smell. Yeah, it smells a lot tighter than the first one. Yeah. People that, these Some of these words wine people use are ridiculous. I'm going to use you know, some. A, I don't actually know what they mean. A tight smell. It's like when you're describing um, sound, sort of like yeah. everything. Everything is either warm or not warm when you're describing <laughs> sounds, and this is the well, same. I, way. I've been recording stuff and looking up, you know, effects and whatnot. It took me a long time to figure out what the difference between wet and dry was. It's like you're going to want a really wet signal. And I was yeah. like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. <laughs> yeah, the mix of um, effects and non-effects mm. in your, your wet and dry mix. So we're, we're drinking this now. Mm. Uh, I'll go to early. I don't like this one as much as the first one. Same. I think this one is harsher. It's uh, yeah. It's got more. It's I don't know if it's bitter, but uh, it's it a bit more sour. Yeah, it sour. Yeah, there we go. To it, yeah. Yeah. It's a bit more sour on the front end. The back end is good, but it leaves you quicker. Um, like one of the things when you drink alcohol is you pay attention to how long you can still taste it after you've swallowed. Yeah. In the back end, if it leaves you quicker, it means that you know there's not much flavor lasting mm-hmm. in your in your mouth. Um, yeah, I think that the Pinot Noir is more fruity and more... Um, would you say this one leaves you quicker? I would say this one... Well, maybe it does. I feel like I can smell this one for longer yeah. than the other one or something. Yeah. Way more aromatic, this one. Yeah. yeah. I think that a wine connoisseur would probably say this is the better wine. Oh, really? Yeah. I wouldn't want to drink a lot of this. Would right. be the difference. I like the other one for drinking like with dinner or something. Yeah. This would probably pair better with food, I would yeah, suppose. But. That's true. If it's more of a table wine. Yeah. I wish we had. I have a friend who does this, and he, he's going to listen to this and just lose his shit because I'm not getting anything <laughs> right. <laughs> Mispronouncing all these things. It's all. <laughs> it's we all, can drink reds. <laughs> yeah. This one to me is just. I, I guess <laughs> I would call it like spicier or something, but it's certainly more sour than right. the other yeah. one is. Harder to drink, I think, just by itself. It might just need to open up. I'm going to keep mine and pour a little bit more. I'm going to let it open up a bit more and try it again at the end of the podcast. I don't think it's bad, though. Yeah. I think when I took my first sip, I must have had the, the taste from the original wine yeah. still in it. It's kind of going away did you now. taste? Did you take three sips? I did, and All it right. did start to improve as it went <laughs> along. But I think the, the mix is what was hitting me first, yeah. and I don't think that really worked as well. But it's not... Yeah, it's not it's not bad in the way that I typically expect a bad wine to taste. So I, I don't think it's a bad wine, but I think it's yeah. I personally would just drink the other one. Yeah. I think if I were to get another glass I think of it. Taste aside, uh, and wine quality aside, I think the presentation of both of these is great. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> the special reserve bottle is fantastic. It's it's not a normal wine bottle. It's a bit more angular, kind of like something you might see on the show. Yeah. Looks like um, hard alcohol. Yeah. Bottle. Yeah. Even kinda. the cork. The cork is branded with a Star Trek logo yeah. on four sides. It's and- got the uh, was it the Starfleet logo on yep. the top there. 
Yeah, it's really well done. And I think I think it's a good balance between the two of them that they have the one that's the more futuristic looking, yeah. and then the other one that looks like it came right from the right yeah. from the vineyard. It's interesting because they could have done this and just sent you Chateau Picard with a new label on it, but they went with two. That's what I was expecting. Yeah, yeah and I was, when he sent it, I was, he's like, "We'll send you some samples," and I was like, "Oh, they probably send you like little." Those little like uh, right. nips yeah. of wine or something yeah. that they send out, but now they get the whole the whole thing. Well, these are released as a set according to this website, and they were all sold out. When we have some listeners who have bought them because they posted yeah. pictures because they oh, okay. got them. They got them before we got ours. Oh, okay. but yeah, so yeah, they um, yeah. they do apparently sell them as a set. I don't know what they did. You know what they cost as a set? I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. Again, we got them for free. Yeah, it's <laughs> so weird. Stuff like this. You wonder like what the bottles will be worth. So my friend collect. Uh, my friend has a comic shop and. He gets, uh, you know, old action figures that are still on card, meaning in the box. Mm-hmm. So it's more special if they're unopened. More special if they're unpunched, meaning the top of the cardboard that has a hole in it that goes on the rack. If that's not punched, it's worth more. <laughs> doesn't have, doesn't uh, that just mean stolen out of the back of the truck, yeah. basically? Like, yeah. Excuse me, I'm coughing. <laughs> I can't believe that people wouldn't open action figures. Or yeah, just that, or they punch it. Yeah, they wouldn't punch right. it on the, the Walmart or, hanger or something. Yeah. Another one is called Tissue Fresh. So if you open up a case and the uh, tissue paper is woven in between each action figure, so none of the plastic's touching any of the other plastic, that is like the best condition you can possibly find. What if it's still on the card, but the plastic is like a nice yellow color now? Well, that's, that means it's been in the sun and it's worth less. And the, <laughs> the punch is actually broken and has been like repaired with one of those plastic punches? Is that like, that's good, right? That's a... Uh, I don't just, know. <laughs> just, just took my caulking gun and just filled that hole right yeah. in there. Yeah. It's good as new. Do you think um, Star Trek people are uh, wine people? No. Well, I don't know. Um, that's a good question. What what percentage of the population would you say is wine people in the first place? I would go with adults who go to out to eat to restaurants, right? Yeah. So people with a standard salary and maybe higher. Um, I think that they all like red wine at on Thanksgiving and yep. uh, parties sure. or whatever. All those women like the white wine, right, Wes? <laughs> that's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> and I know from my well, my brother in law sells wine and. That business is not. That business has actually surprisingly been impacted by marijuana legalization. Mm. Interestingly, so I don't think it's like a. It's not. It's not like the beer market or something where it's just like Budweiser's just going to like churn these things out. Like the wine, the wine industry seems like it's more impacted by other changes that can Mm. go along. Like you don't just have the steady base of consumers who are going to buy the thing all the time. But I would. I would guess maybe like 10% of the population actively drinks wine to the point where I'd be like, that's a person who drinks wine. Oh, you know like someone mean? who is more than just uh, um, ordering it just because everyone else is drinking it. Like they have an like opinion that. on wine. Yeah. Mm. Right. When they, they actually look at the menu and they, okay, that's fair. Or they go home at night, not even out to a restaurant, and they will buy a bottle of wine as oh. opposed to something else. Like my parents do that. I would consider them wine drinkers. But right. uh, I don't think many people of our. Even when the like when the my wife and stuff were going to college, I feel like she drank more wine in college than she does right. now as on her yeah, own. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know. I mean, well, she's know. a responsible adult, and you have a podcast. So. <laughs> this is <laughs> where we Star smash Trek. cut to her yeah. and the kids standing out in the cold because the museum's <laughs> closed. As I'm, yeah. I'm downing my bottle of wine. Yeah, I think I'm in a wine bubble. Uh, you know, being in the, when I was in New York, you know, wine is a thing, and I had friends who were in distribution and cared about it one of them like is an assistant for anthony bourdain so mm. they all knew way more about wine than i did um but yeah 10 percent sounds low to me but maybe i don't know yeah because i'd i'd put i'd yeah well, i'd put beer drinkers at 
50 yeah. percent yeah. probably maybe for like population wise i just think it's it's much more than beer right. drinkers but I, I don't really know you think yeah. so you I, think there's more wine drinkers than beer no, drinkers? No, I think there's more beer, oh, okay. more beer yes, drinkers yes, yes. than there yeah. are wine yeah. drinkers. Yeah, there's, yeah. Not, so there's not went, 90 wineries in Maine right no, now. No, no, yeah. right, yeah. Well, if you asked, you went to a grocery store and you could figure out how many customers were buying wine and um, compared to how much they spent on their overall total, you might be able to get a good number of yeah. per, per community. Yeah. I would think that maybe 20% of people at least drink wine. Yeah, it could be fair, something, um, something like that. I but, wouldn't consider myself a wine person in that like, right. I would choose it, but I... I I will go out and buy a bottle of wine. Yeah. I just, you know, so I feel like I'm wine. The, the, what made me think of this question is I remember going, be working in comics and going to conventions. After the show, everyone's getting drunk and most people are drinking beer. And then, you know, you started to see like a microbrews, <clears throat> the specialty beer market, which has been around for a while now. And I remember when I ordered a glass of wine, people like made fun of me and they were joking around <laughs> like, oh, Mr. Wine with his fancy red glass. Like I didn't know ordering a cheap bottle of wine, sorry, a cheap glass of wine um, made me some kind of knob or whatever trying, well, trying to you know hard. It's, yeah. it's it's a glass on top of a literal pedestal yeah <laughs> so yeah you're kind of making a statement <laughs> i guess i didn't know man you i know, just you know why it's better than beer actually in my just in my opinion about like um just because the amount you need to drink is well, reduced pour water and rinse it out so we can do the next uh while you're talking. sorry wes I, I just think that um if i were to start over i'd probably drink wine over beer just because you have to have less intake of it. Yeah. Like, I think it's, it is hard to kind of go to like the football game with a, your bottle of wine and crack it open in the stands or something like that. But, right. Um, Speak for yourself. Bring your, <laughs> your, your, your uh, custom aerator that doubles as a grill. Yeah. Just for like, um, in, in the way that uh, like hard liquor can sometimes seem too intense. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm way too old for shots, really, at this point, unless it's some sort of bizarre yeah. situation that like I find myself in. a Star Trek in. shot. Yeah, like, yeah. Or, or yeah, if I'm, if I'm at the <laughs> convention and someone buys me a Star Trek shot. But I think wine is that nice middle ground where you don't have to drink six of them to feel something. You have a glass of wine at night and yeah. be like, yeah. I'm okay, I guess, yeah. at this point. The amount of liquid to take in a pint of beer is like just carrying all that liquid around. Yeah. And by the end of the night, you look in the mirror in the bathroom, your face is flushed. <laughs> Uh, wine gives you more alcohol per, you know, than, than beer does. But I guess, yeah, I mean, I guess with comics people, like we're a low rent community and most people can only afford beer and that's just what, what they get used to. Mm. I have a friend who helped develop Ninja Turtles and I asked him once about selling art and he's like, Ninja Turtle collectors don't have money. And I yeah. thought that was a really interesting thing to say. And I'm yeah. like, you kidding me? There isn't some like tech billionaire who's not like a massive Leonardo fan who wouldn't pay you a hundred thousand dollars for your cover. Come on. What's Sean, the, what's Sean. the... If he was a tech a tech billionaire, he'd be a Donatello fan. <laughs> Shit, we can edit this out, right? No, <laughs> Michelangelo party. So he he knew like there's something about Ninja Turtle collectors. Even as they grow older, they just don't accumulate money to spend on expensive things. According huh. according to him, and it made me think about Star Trek people. And I know a lot of uh, like real scientists who are really looking for things out there. You see them on History Channel and. I don't know how much that money they have, but there are sophisticated people out there who mm-hmm. seem to really love wine. And um, Star Trek people are seem to be sophisticated. If you're not sophisticated, you like Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Well. well oh, oh boy. Jeez. <laughs> two, two glasses in, and we and Wes is making comments about what women drink, and Sean's starting fights over Star Wars and Star Trek. I don't know oh, any boy. adult Ninja Turtle fans. Right. Is that the problem? Like, do they just skew because it's such a kid-friendly uh, idea? I think probably, yeah. Now yeah. they get the action figures for their kids, I think. Well, yeah. I, it, not not to turn this into a 
Ninja Turtle podcast, but <laughs> I think you need to say something offensive now. No, I think I think it's just the nature of the property. It doesn't it doesn't scale up yeah. age wise so yeah. much. And when you try to, it gets weird. That's true. Then it gets dark and kind of you know. You could bo- you'd be I could borderline bring up Star Wars at work, but if I started talking about Ninja Turtles, people like clean your fucking desk. Yeah. Like, well, like Star Trek. It? Star Trek is some. Uh, Ironically, well, not ironically, <laughs> Star Trek probably shouldn't apply, um, appeal to as young a people as it probably does, at least it has in the past, mm. um, because it is a little bit more heady, even though it is a show about flying through space and shooting stuff with lasers. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit more heady than your basic episode of Ninja Turtles, yeah. where they're trying to find a pizza and <laughs> fight Bebop over the pizza or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. So it, I think it, I think it, it has a, a, a more of a. It makes sense that it would last with people longer. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think people probably just age out of Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I think extent. you're right. I mean, with Star Trek, there's a lot of deeper themes there that stay with you your whole life. Like, I still think about, oh, yeah, that episode, that kind of applies to this thing I saw on the news today, you know? Yeah. And the original series fans are still around. Yeah. Like, they, they're sort of skewing the age up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Because they're hanging out and doing yeah. their I'm, stuff. I'm looking around my office here, and I have a lot of stuff based on stuff that I enjoy. And I have two Ninja Turtle things, and yeah. they are very specific action figures from the the first live action movie. Right. And I was a big Ninja Turtles fan when I was a kid, and that's that's just it. That's true. Yeah, maybe my friend. I used to tell him, well, people age out of Turtles, whereas Star Trek or Star Wars it sort of stays with you for longer. Yeah. Always looking towards the stars. Yeah. What would be the wealthiest? Fan? I'd- I guess now that you bring it up, I think Star Trek's fan base I love is that. probably As, as soon high. as this podcast gets a bottle of wine in front of it, we're like, let's talk about the poor people who like Star Trek now that we've got this rich wine in front of us to look down upon them with. For the rest of the podcast, I'd like to review my uh, investment portfolio, if you guys don't mind. I'm heavily investing in- Where's uh, the butler? I don't want to pour this all myself. So we'll, this is the next one. This yep. is one of Sean's so that he brought. pour water in that, Wes, and rinse it out. There. That bottle. This is a Riesling. It's uh, from the uh, Alsace region of France. It's called Marcel Hug, H-U-G-G. There might be a French way of saying that. I'm probably butchering it. But anyway, this is uh, where Picard probably would be from, closer to his region, which is not too far from the border with Germany. Um. I don't know if anybody likes German wine. I I didn't know Germany made wine. I guess I guess everywhere makes wine. They're known for their their beer. That's where that's what you should get when you're in Germany. Beer sort of fits the uh, the German outlook on life, I yeah. think, more than wine does. Wine is a very French outlook on life, and I think the Germans have more of a you know, this tanker is, to this, beer. This isn't awful. I, I know. I don't I don't hate this. Yeah. I'm surprised by that. Sorry to pass that over to you, Sean. If you want. Oh, sorry. Oh, you don't get any. <laughs> <laughs> Just watch. Thank you. Yeah, that's probably the best uh, German-like wine made in france i've ever had <laughs> yeah i don't I, I i feel like i've had rieslings before and i haven't really liked them yeah this is actually really good this is the first reason i've ever had that i've liked mm, i don't um, i don't like white i don't like white wine mm. you're drinking it like you do yeah. i know we're on a schedule <laughs> time time tail do you not like it because your mom liked um, it no i don't i don't think so. they like they like reds what is yeah she just, drinks whites more than anybody but I just find yeah. it too sweet. It's just too... Yeah, it generally runs really sweet, but this actually you is... You find this one is... is it's yeah. actually pretty nicely balanced. I could get really fucked up on this, because this is very <laughs> drinkable. Yeah. I know myself. Yeah, I feel it, it like sits in the back of my throat or something a mm. little bit more. Yeah, than... it's very... It's a little syrupy. 
And I, I mean, maybe it's because the last one was a lot more sour. This one's kind of right. dialing it off a little bit compared to. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if we, if I had had this one right after the Special Reserve, if I would like it as much. Mm. Now so, you're thinking like a wine person, Clay. Uh, Look at you. How yeah. would uh, you guys can uh, go around? So, Clay, how would you rank these things <laughs> for yourself so far? So we've had the three. Um, we've had this. Uh, Riesling, we've mm-hmm. had the Bordeaux, and we've had the Pinot Noir, which is the Special Reserve bottle. I think the Special Reserve is my favorite. Yeah. And this might actually be number two. Yeah. I think I like this one more than the... the than the actual wine... Oh, the, sorry. No, this is actually... Than the actual Chateau Picard wine. Yeah. Right. I think so. I Again, it, it's, it might be depending on what order I drank them in or something, but... I'm sort of with you. Yeah. I might even swap this Riesling for first place. Really? Really? I'm shocked, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I like... I, I don't... Because I picture wine. How dare you shit on my I, free wine <laughs> I brought to this that I brought to this uh, mixer? I think for me, it's like I. In this is nice. I don't know. I don't think I would order this because I just don't right. skew towards this kind of stuff generally. Right. Um. But you know, if someone brings it to my house and we're judging yeah. wines, I'll drink it. Yeah. If you're forced you know, to it's drink it's it. The the whites have that really grapey smell when yeah. you like your nose goes in. You, yeah. you it really hits you as like a um adult. Uh, grape juice? Like, I don't mean that yeah. specifically, but you mm-hmm. really smell grape when you I, go. You know, it's funny you bring that up, because I actually was thinking about going to <laughs> the wine store down the street and specifically trying to find the worst, cheapest bottle of wine that they have. And then to do a blind taste test? Yeah, because yeah. Uh, my friends and I used to do bourbon tastings, and everybody would bring a cool bourbon, and I would always go to Cappy's and find, like, the, <laughs> the, the shittiest, dustiest bottle of, like... Uh, name cappy's brand canadian mix em up whiskey that i could find just because you know you want to have a control right you you yeah you, you mix that in towards the end and see if everyone is either drunk or actually talking sense about what's going on it's yeah. funny you said uh grape juice for adults that's literally what wine is mm-hmm. <laughs> it is yeah and it's the uh they sell it in boxes now They're you know like the, the small boxes yeah like little juice boxes. those uh boda boxes for the money you're spending, those things, you get four bottles worth of wine in one box. And wow. one box costs less than <clears throat> the average bottle of red wine. That's amazing. You get a ton. Like I used to, when my our friend Tana brought um, box wine over, I just laughed in her face. Mm-hmm. And then I tried some and I had to quickly apologize because yeah. box wine has moved a lot further along since my mother used to drink it. Mm. Canned, <laughs> canned wine is where it's at yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> Box technology has uh, been picked up a notch or two since the... It, no, it's... um, Yeah, I don't... I don't dislike that one. I wouldn't order it, yeah. I don't think. But yeah, my ranking so far would be the Special Reserve, then the Chateau Picard. One, yeah. two, three. And then the, the reason yeah. would be three. Do you want to finish the rest of that or dump I it will, out? Yeah. If I If I was at a restaurant, I would probably order the Special Reserve... Uh, if they didn't have that, I would probably order the Chateau Picard. But if my girlfriend ordered the Riesling and said, do you want to finish this? I wouldn't take a sip and go, no. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Wow. That's a whole narrative about wine. Yeah. Well, that's you great. know, it's, I'm taking all of my variables yeah. into account. You're using there. your background in storytelling to describe wine in ways that isn't using words like sophisticated, smoky, mm-hmm. yeah. bitter, whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. A better way of describing a better, it. Yeah. Say, Some would yes. say better. <laughs> See, from my, my, few. my podcasting experience where I have this little plugin on the website that tells me everything <coughs> you need to do to optimize your search engine optimization, mm-hmm. you know? So I know that I have to say things like additionally and oh, really? concurrently, okay. and you have to add little, little, little connector sentences and then not talk for too long. I thought it was just hijacking whatever the popular... Thank you. Whatever the popular trend was on Twitter. Basically, yeah. yeah. And just plugging in a lot of keywords like uh
So if you didn't hear, Sean said it's the rosé. It's closest to the region of Le Bois. And this is where Picard came from. It is very, it is pink. And it has an orangey amber pink to it, I guess, unless that's the glass. Yes. Called uh, Aqua Rel. I don't like the smell of this. No, it smells strange. Ooh, it smells like skunk. It's fruity. Oof. Swirl around a little bit. Breathe through your teeth. Jesus. No, I don't care for this. It's too fruity. Yep. This tastes it's like, like, it's like gum. fucking rosé. This is yeah. what this tastes yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, it's very... Yeah. Fuck you, you mom! You can, can smell it the whole way. Ugh. Maybe, you know who would like this? Caitlin, because she's a woman. No, right, Caitlin, Caitlin would not like this. I can guarantee you she would not. I'll uh, give it to my mother. She won't to, know. Yes. <laughs> I, I hope my mother she, doesn't listen to my podcast. I think my girlfriend would probably... She would probably prefer the first two, the Picard and the... Uh, um, Special reserve. Yeah, yeah. This is unfortunately probably the weakest, which is not any of the the ones that we got. It's the ones that Sean brought, but yeah. it's certainly it's just overwhelmingly fruity. It wasn't generously gifted to us by the people asking us to review it, so we can say it was terrible. That's right. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. got this on the store. It was generously gifted to us by Sean, so we can say it's terrible. <laughs> that, would, that would be my ranking. It would go special reserve, Chateau Picard, yeah, yeah, the Riesling, and then this rosé. The distant, would be the last distant one. fourth on this yeah, one. Yeah, distant fourth. Yeah, yeah. which. Uh, I was going to ask which uh, alien species would prefer which kind of wine oh, here. But well, none of them are viscous enough to be Cardassian. <laughs> I, was, I mean, yeah, it's, it's tough because the uh, I was going to go for this one for the Klingons, but at the same time, it feels the most unKlingony yeah. of them at the same time. But yeah. it's the, like the harshest one. Maybe <laughs> that the people on Ryza maybe drink that. That's true. It's sure. just too fruity yeah. and light, and you know, I could see. I would see them making spritzers out of the the third one, the Riesling. I oh suppose. yeah, you mm. could actually see that. Too. Yeah. So you're saying the Klingons prefer like a, a nice blood wine yeah. or like a light rosé? Right. <laughs> <laughs> if, if blood wine is unavailable, they will go for the rosé. I would go with that. Vulcans get the special reserve because it's the most even keeled out of all of them. I think. Hmm. Yeah, I think I, this is the most sophisticated one. Is that what you're saying? I, I was going to say, uh, I no, think the Vulcans I, would go for the Chateau Picard. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, my argument would be that one because it's the most yeah. flat of it. I like it because of how flat it it's is. It's very but, drinkable, yeah. 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 Chateau Picard is probably humans. I could go for that. Right. The, the Riesling, who would that be? Are we going back into the Special Reserve now? <laughs> that would be too. like Ferengi or something. Um, the I was last one, whatever. telling Wes earlier, uh, I think I mentioned this before, there was a Star Trek the experience in Las Vegas mm-hmm. for a while. Mm-hmm. Closed down um, maybe ten years ago. Yeah, uh, we went for a shutdown. It was empty. And you oh, had that's a bummer. Expensive stuff everywhere. Actors. Was there lounge singing? There was, was, there, was, was there was a lounge act. There, there was um, character actors who you could not break. Um, like the bartender was, he looked like Cork. You would try to screw with him because he had things that he was allowed to say back to you, and mm-hmm. he would not. He would not break his mess. <laughs> The waitress came over and I tried just to. Just a lot of drunk guys in Vegas. I was yelling drunk. at Star Trek characters. I'm like, I'll take Janeway's salad. And I thought that was hilarious and she did not. But she was Vulcan, so maybe she was laughing on the inside. That's true. Um, anyway, they had a gift store with t shirts and stuff in there. No comics. Picard has to come over and tell you, put a hand on you and say, <laughs> he thinks you're hilarious. He just can't let it out. They had this one drink called a, uh, a, a warp drive, whatever, and it had uh, dry ice in it and it had like six mm. straws. It was basically like a. Um, it's a steaming, yeah, like, like a scorpion bowl. Scorpion bowl, yeah, basically like that. But it had this really great metal iron thing that would sit in, and it looked like something to clean on. It's like they nice. did a good job on this thing. Yeah. And I imagine when they have the Vegas convention, I think the biggest one is in Vegas every year. Yeah, this yeah. place was mobbed, but other than that, it was just empty. 
What um, was it? Where, where was the ex- experience? Was it part of a hotel? Or was yeah, it like- part of a hotel. I forget which one. They had two experiences. One was like a, um, remember the Back to the Future ride at Universal Studios? You're sitting in the car and you're looking at a big screen. They mm-hmm. had that. And then they had one where you're running through the hallways of um, the Enterprise running from the Borg. Oh, cool. So you got to actually walk through the actual bridge, get your photo taken on, and then Borg would come in through one door. So they would all like usher you quickly through the oh, side door. Fun. It was yeah. really cool. Um, and uh, they also had alcohol you could buy, mm-hmm. um, which is why I'm telling this story. And they had um, a flight of beer that was like Romulan ale. Right. And it was just probably like Coors Light and Sam Adams colored purple or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, this, that, that was kind of what I, what I was expecting here. But I think this is actually above and beyond more than most stunt alcohol companies actually do. Would you, know? you say it boldly goes beyond your expectations? <laughs> I would. <laughs> you can I put like, that on the on advertising on the next batch. Like <laughs> right, yeah. I was thinking on the way over here uh, because we're about to finish DS9 and I have to start like preparing my mind for things to say about like what you talk about for a series as a whole as we've been covering for two years. And that got me thinking to Picard and that got me thinking too how I, yeah. uh, when TNG wrapped up, I was actually kind of shocked <clears throat> that I was unimpressed by Picard as a character. Mm. Like I was kind of let down by him. And I think it's a, I think it's a matter of he is not constructed to be super interesting. He's kind of Superman-ish in that he's like, he is good and there's not much you can really push him without changing the character or the tone of the show mm-hmm. around it. So I was wondering, Picard Stewart, or Picard Stewart, Patrick Stewart <laughs> was saying something like he didn't want to come back if they were doing the same story. And he specifically, I think in an interview mentioned, he didn't want to do anything with the Borg again. Mm. And I was thinking... The Borg are in the new series, mm. it seems like. So they must have come up with some other twist on it. Mm-hmm. But I was wondering, Picard's defining trait, right, is being captured by the Borg. Like, that's the moment that everyone kind of picks as a Picard moment. Right. And they played it off into, like, the most dramatic stuff of family and everything like that. Um, the line must be drawn here. Must <laughs> and they put, they put it into the movies, obviously. Yeah. But is... Is the... Uh, like, I know, Sean, you had done the, the comic about the Borg were part of it. Yeah. But did the Borg just stick out because that is Picard's defining thing? Or is there something else there? Like, I was, I guess I was wondering whether or not the new series dealing with Picard and the Borg again, will I be like, good, there's like, there's a road to hoe here with like this stuff that we haven't talked about already? Or is it, right, or yeah. is it just his only moment that you can really do anything with? Yeah, well, I think he's forever haunted by what happened. And I think his the black mark in his career is is that the the battle, um, how he feels responsible for killing so many people and ships and whatever. Even though it's not his fault, he still feels like it's his fault. It's his cross to bear. Um, so I think that there's a, a giant well worth uh, exploring there with Picard if you're going to do the Borg correctly. That's my caveat here. And as you watch, you haven't seen Voyager, but the Borg get lamer and lamer as you go on and yeah. um, i think we basically agreed about that on the tng podcast the more you see of them the less yeah. they can start well, it's, making it's sense. just one of those things where it's like their conceit is so simple and clean that unless you just do the same thing every time you have to do something new yeah. and as soon as you do something new you're just kind of like yeah. you're sort of breaking what makes it so good yeah yep. I, you want to dump that wine i can give you some of the good stuff if you want I won't be offended if you chuck that, the rosé. Uh, I'll finish this. Okay. Call it a day. <laughs> I, yeah, I am. I wouldn't say I'm, I'm, I'm certainly feeling that I've drank a little bit of wine. Oh, wow. <laughs> you have two kids? I do. I don't drink anymore. Oh, okay. I don't drink anymore. Oh, okay. Marijuana is yeah. legal here now, and yeah. it's like... Nice. You can smoke. 
yeah. wake up in the morning and I'm fine. Right. There's like no lost time with what you're going. And also, that's fair. It's easier to watch movies and stuff like that with yeah, that yeah. than like alcohol. Kind of, um, yeah. It just ruins my ability to like absorb a movie. Sort huh, of like I'm sitting there, yeah. and, like I'm thinking about other things or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're talking about Picard. Um, I read a novel about Picard once, and um, his it's I forget which one it was, but it takes place after TNG. And his biggest regret was not using Hugh as a virus to destroy the Borg when he had the chance. Yeah, and uh, Hugh and his ragtag group of you know rebellion Borgs, whatever, um, are in the book. And I think I, I don't remember how it ended. I don't even know if I finished it. But I, I had this idea for Picard's story. I've been telling people for years, sort of getting you know more humorous as the years went on. And it was like, what if Picard's retired and the fleet needs him back, but he doesn't want to do it, and he just steals a ship with a new crew and goes rogue. And he is going to stop the Borg once and for all. He's going to fix his mistake of not destroying them when he had the chance. Like, Earth is in trouble, all these planets. Like, it's clear that the best, the, the everyone benefits. It sucks to kill a billion Borg people, but it sucks more if everyone else gets killed. Yep. So he does like a Hail Mary mission behind enemy lines, and he brings Seven of Nine with him. And along this trip, he has other encounters with, you know, people who he used to work with. And this is like a suicide mission for him. Like, I wanted it to be a Picard dies story, but he gloriously dies with Seven of Nine, like taking out the Borg once and for all. And I pitched that to IDW, who has the license for Borg comics. And they sent it to Paramount. Is and, that specific? Is that just Star Trek? They just they have yeah. the rights to Borg? They have the right to, sorry, they have the right to Star Trek. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and, uh, the editor didn't know this was months and months and months ago. So we had no trailer, no Picard. The idea of the Picard show is taking off and they knew they wanted to have something, but they sent it to Paramount and Paramount said, no one is allowed to do anything with the Borg. Yeah. So they were basically clearing the runway for, for Borg stuff. So I, when I see the, the, the trailers, I'm like, fuck, that's basically my idea. But, but I'm thrilled. Cause it's like <laughs> yeah. the follow up that I've always wanted. Basically. Yeah. I never thought about going back to what you said about Picard not being a great character. Maybe the reason I like him so much is because Patrick Stewart is such a great actor. Yes, well, what what makes is. him work so well, because he is fairly simple, but the thing that makes him him not need to stand out as like the leader, or no, that's not the word I should use, but like the uh, <clears throat> capital S star, mm-hmm. is that TNG was such a... Uh, he He never made decisions on his own. It was always... Let's have a ready room scene, and he's going to take in all of this information and all of these opinions from other people. So it was never like people throw something at him, and then he, you know, like they do on Discovery, where everybody gives Michael Burnham a suggestion, and she says, "No, I'm going to do it myself." Yeah, um, he was very much part of an ensemble uh, in a in a way that um, he he was actually a really good leader in that sense, where he's actually taking in yeah. suggestions yeah. from everyone and not just you know mm-hmm. he doesn't know everything. He's just exceptionally good at making the right call yeah. about what to do. Yeah, he's yeah. a very realistic type of leader. I and I'm probably reading too much into this. I thought that he sort of already knew what he was going to do, and but he would allow his crew to give him ideas. Mm-hmm. That way, everyone felt included. Like he knew <laughs> that the way to deal with the board probably going to be this way but uh-huh. he wanted to just field ideas and make sure everyone else agreed with him and mm-hmm. then he would do it i think that's in a management handbook it's like just uh just make them think they're offering suggestions yeah, yeah. Even, even though you already know what exactly the, you're going to do the, how to win friends and influence people yeah that's, yeah. <laughs> that's card's favorite book i mean I, I don't think he's a he's not a bad character in the same way that superman isn't a bad character it's just like he works fine in tng's kind of um 
ethos or whatever. But they even ran into problems, I think, when you get into the movies and you're kind of like, well, what's the big dramatic arc that this guy's going to have? Right. And they go, Borg. And yeah. you go, really? Again? Like, <laughs> is that all this okay, guy did? Okay, we've done the Borg. Now what? Uh, he gets younger? I, <laughs> yeah, his clone. Is clone, I guess? <laughs> you know, Will, I guess this is the first year Will Wheaton is now the age of Patrick Stewart when TNG started. They're 47. Ooh. Oh, wow. Look totally different from that's, each other. That's fun. But, uh, yeah, I, I just... Jesus Christ. That's wow. my only concern about the Picards. It, it looks like it's not super Borg-heavy because they haven't totally played up the Borg. And I think that if it was yeah. super Borg-heavy, you'd be seeing Borg everywhere about it. It almost feels like it's more data-heavy. Yeah. Based on... Uh, it, it seems like there's some sort of maybe even cross with data in the Borg or something. Because mm-hmm. the amount that he's been in the trailers, plus they've been showing, like... Assuming androids are yeah androids that look like him and I don't so I don't know there might be something some sort of no, thing wondering there. how they're going to retcon um, Nemesis because they're not they're not uh, doing away with Nemesis they're going to sort of fix Data's still dead yeah you have to assume or if this is um, Data's you know mentally ill brother or whatever I think uh, I think it's all going to be dreams and yeah I think it's dreams yeah. and stuff because in in the trailers every time Data shows up he's wearing different uniforms yeah no that definitely looks that way yeah so that's what it seems like it's going to be and it also exp- never mind I'll be nice not, to Brent Spiner not, yeah not to say that I could see I could see a modern Star Trek thing where Picard builds a new Data by the end of it almost and then just blows him up again or yeah. something but I think if what they're going off is is his regrets and that date like. If if Picard is supposed to be a character who's like now filled with regret and that he hadn't didn't didn't do the right things a couple of times, Data's death being one of them, the Borg being the other, and then whatever, however they tie in the Romulus explosion oh, into yeah, that, yeah. they're going to just make up he had something to do that he didn't do the right thing. Um, it'll all just be, it's just got to be about coming to grips with the regrets that you have about your life as this yeah. the arc of the season, right? I mean, if you think about the difference between Picard and Kirk is, but Kirk is headstrong and very sure of himself. I don't, he doesn't, if he regrets decisions, he doesn't do it very often. Card is the philosopher captain, and I think he's always second guessing things he even did correctly. He kind of has this like Catholic guilt about him. Um, he's driven by that sort of thing, you know. Um, and I think that that lends itself to him, <clears throat> you know, addressing the Borg again and going back into his past and sort of trying to fix things that he did wrong. That's why he's different than, but Kirk and um, Cisco and mm-hmm. Janeway, you know. Well, what's interesting is that when, when, you and I were talking about that IDW story. Yeah. The the one thing I wanted to add, which you said no to, was <laughs> I wanted Cisco to be sent out by Starfleet <laughs> to try and bring back Rogue Picard. Right. Because that would I think that would fit perfectly with what you're talking about. Because Wolf three three five nine yep. killed Cisco's wife. That's obviously a sore spot for him. It makes the most sense that it would be Cisco that has to be sent out to go get him. I, Cisco's Cisco's not going to bring him back alive I, if he doesn't I have to. I just hate Cisco. I know you do. I hate Avery Brooks. <laughs> I think he's a terrible actor. Have you uh, are you up to date on DS Nine? I know you you aban- I don't know if you were following watched, along, but you abandoned. I think I started at season four and watched to the, all the way mm-hmm. to the end. I never watched season one through three because I heard that it was a rough start, like any Star Trek mm-hmm. series. It was a rough start. Just start when Worf shows up, is what my friend told me. Yeah, I think that's pretty good advice yeah. for DS9. <laughs> I think you could, get, you I, could watch the third season, I think, and be okay with it, but it's certainly the first two are not worth really watching. Yeah, I think there's like, you could probably get a recommendation of half a season's worth of episodes to watch from mm-hmm. seasons one through three. Okay. And that yeah. will like add the to the The Dominion are stuff. introduced in that portion. Yeah, and you get into the, that's, what is it, uh... 
uh, shit, uh, Kira and the Cardassian duet. Yeah, yep. that's Duet's like in the first, one. first season. That's mm-hmm. one of the best episodes of the series. Is right. the first season, but oh, cool. so it's one of those things where it's like any other Star Trek series. It's the first couple yeah. are just you know, there's a couple it's good insane ones. Insane you know. that they would make forty episodes, twenty two episodes of an expensive show. Have it sucked. All right, twenty six, and then do it for two more seasons before it starts getting good. That was that is insane. So good shows don't go fifty episodes (laughs) at this point anymore. It is insane, but the difference is that cable back then was uh, was like what streaming is now. So once uh, um, everybody had a cable channel and everybody had a uh, um, what's the word. a network? No, what's the word that it was uh, syndicated? Everybody right. had a syndicated channel. They have, they have hours to fill yeah, in the day. They just needed content. And um, so there weren't as many as there are now, but that's why you would get shows like all the Star Trek shows or Highlander. Highlander went seven seasons. Always comes back to Highlander. It always you. does, yeah. <laughs> Highlander went seven seasons, and there's like maybe. Two and a half seasons of good material on oh, the Highlander okay. show. It's not no, a great what, show. <laughs> that's what uh, Red Letter Media made the point on the recent Comic Con, where they're like, "All our superhero shows are being renewed." It's like season seven of this show. You're like, "There are seven. Like, what the hell yeah. is going on? Like, who is airing this? Who is watching it? Arrow or whatever it was." Yeah, I even I've even heard of Arrow. There were some that were entering their seventh season. And I'm like, I don't know what this is. Yeah. I've never heard of the comic. I've never heard of this yeah. TV show. I don't know what's going on. Who's watching this? Yeah. yeah. And they're yeah. just for every channel needs stuff now. So they're just, mm-hmm. you just need content. Right. And so that's why. infomercials. They used to be like, no one's watching TV yeah. past nine yeah, o'clock. Yeah. Let's yeah. Put, oh, man. You know what? I bet, that would, I bet that would do really well. A streaming channel that was just infomercials. I guarantee you people would watch that. It's <laughs> a what, PBS uh, thing. When you see the trailer for Picard, what are you most excited about and what are you worried about? I'm worried about Kurtzman. Kurtzman broke the story with them. Um, he's generally a weak link in these kind of things. He's not the showrunner of the series, mm-hmm. but he was involved in the story. And um, he's a he's a Berman role that has too much creative input. I think in mm-hmm. a lot of ways, and I think that he's problematic. Like he's the he's the reason Discovery is what it is. <laughs> right. And if it's if the show's like Discovery, I think it's going to be a problem. But I'm most looking forward to Chabin running it because Chabin's actually a good writer and his short tracks are good and he seems to have an understanding. He wrote a, a really nice piece in the Times about how Star Trek relates to his father's death. I don't know if you saw that, but it was no. it was a nice article and it's just like, oh, he seems to he seems to have an appreciation for the 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 series in a way that means like it would be harder for him not to write something that's meaningful about right. it. Has yeah. has he written an episode of Discovery? I can't remember. No, no just the he shorts. Been on, he's not on staff at Discovery. Just the shorts. Just the shorts. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm probably worried the most about how, how much action there seems to be in the trailer. And not that I'm against action, but it's, it's making me think Star Trek Discovery, where it's lots of like... Uh-huh. Starfleet guards doing kung fu and shit, and it's like <laughs> the Romulan samurai is a, a or a Vulcan or whatever he is. That guy, I'm like, I don't, I don't. Yeah, whatever. Uh, like, I'm, 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 okay. I'm open to some of those things, but I, I'm hoping that that stuff is at a minimum, and that mm-hmm. Patrick Stewart's influence is strong enough that he's. Yeah. Influenced by age, you mean? Where he's like, guys, I'm yeah. I'm 80. I don't yeah. need to be leaping from elevator shafts to elevator shafts. Yeah. Uh, I kind of hoped he would do. Some of that stuff. I, guess. I like when he got. I like when he when he clearly just worked out a little bit for insurrection. He's like, I'm going to roll my sleeves yeah. up to this scene. <laughs> I have to look how much younger. Ooh. See that that interests me that you that you 
want him to do the action stuff because that's not like right. the, next, that's not yeah that's not next generation Picard not, that's more movie Picard so Picard it does not do action except when he has to he can quickly grab a foil and stab someone quickly mm-hmm. he can dodge a Tommy gun in the holodeck like when he needs to he can he's like a little angry lemur you know <laughs> but very light on his feet sure. he's like a ballet guy who just like is good at prancing and just you know when he needs to do it he can yeah even even uh you know Worf is like i have no doubt that the captain will come away victorious like he is a warrior second and a philosopher first so i don't want to see him have like a long battle scene where he's just kicking a whole lot of ass i want to see him administer authority in a physical way in brief instances that an an 80 year old can handle (laughs) (laughs) that's what i'm looking for it's not like uh, so like yelling at his grandson to change the channel on the tv worst case i'm imagining is irishman fight scenes (laughs) yeah i can only hope i still have an hour left in the series me and amy have taken four nights to get to an hour left or like in this because it's just like it's an extremely long movie nothing against it but the um i I think he made a. We can switch it to Irishman at this point, but like I think he made a mistake with this aging technology because every time I'm looking at them, I'm just like, this is an 80 year old man who's been made to look younger because yeah. even when they're just walking together, yeah, like their, their body language is so he's old, young from the neck up. Yeah, yeah. The neck well, down. He's an old man. They old, didn't old go. Man. They didn't go all the way with it because the way that Disney does it and the way the Marvel movies do it is they have a younger person play the part. In addition to the actor you're trying to de-age. Oh, that's And then smart, they yeah. do a whole like face mapping thing. So right. like Kurt Russell in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 right. is a younger person with the same build oh, as Kurt Russell. him? Yeah, well, they did it like twice. If I, if I, my understanding is correct. They do it once with Kurt Russell. Yeah. Then they do it once with a younger person who's basically the plate for the shot. Uh-huh. Just try to do it as similarly so, as possible. Yeah, and they do like a, a a super close face computer thing on Kurt Russell. Yeah, so they're getting every movement of his uh, face. It is amazing that they, it's yeah. it's unbelievable. The uh, um and man, what was the the most recent movie? Was it shit? I don't know. There was I, I saw something recently where they used it. And, and oh, Terminator, Terminator Dark Fate is the best it's ever looked. I I don't know what they did in that movie, but it's the best I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, who? To Arnold and Linda Hamilton, oh. and uh, but the beginning scene looked like Final Fantasy VII to me. I thought it lo- I thought it looked better <laughs> the, than most the of the other hair ones. was like the, the underwater hair wind effects. Yeah, and just, hair, hair it, it looks tough. like yeah. yeah. Anyway, but we'll get uh, off topic. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they do Disney. Uh, the Marvel stuff is is a more complicated process. This one, the Irishman, is basically like digi- it's digital makeup. Yeah, and the thing that killed me was they didn't even like. Give him a jacket with like full shoulders or something. He yeah. still looks like you know yeah. an old man, like hunched over man. Yeah, yeah. I thought uh, I thought Joe Pesci's makeup is fantastic. So we had a uh, audio snafu and we lost the last ten minutes of this conversation, which is really unfortunate. But we, I think we got all the uh, the good stuff out of the way. Anyway, I wanted to say thank you to Spencer from Wines That Rock for sending out the samples. We really enjoyed it. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed our takes, our uninformed takes on drinking wine. And uh, I'll put a link down below to where you guys can purchase the Picard wine if you're so interested. So thanks again to Wines That Rock for providing the uh, the samples. We enjoyed it. We enjoyed drinking them. Hopefully you guys enjoyed listening. And uh, we'll try to get the audio gremlins fixed out for the next thing. So that doesn't really happen. You guys only lost about 10 minutes, so it's not horrible. But uh, it could always be better. There's always that time. That time you don't back up your recordings is the time that they go. Thank you very much for listening, guys. And we'll see you later.